What's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Legion of Raw, ladies and gentlemen. We got a big night tonight. The night's going to be so big. The show was packed. Raw was packed tonight. They were bringing people from SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to want up the WWE Raw tonight. We're going to bring someone from ECW. Here we go. Vince Russo, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm from ECW. You you gotta come on, man. We got we gotta get this stick together. Just just to answer my question, man. How you doing, Vince? I'm doing Russo? good, bro. I'm doing Here we good. Go. Former ECW champion, just incredible in the building. How are you tonight, my man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm doing wonderful. All right. All right. So uh, we got an action pack house tonight. So uh, we we opened the floor. I appreciate you building myself. We're opening the floor for the chat tonight to right off the, the hot off the press of the dark side of the ring episode that is buzzing, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the plane ride from hell. It is crazy. It is a lot of buzzing going on right now. So uh, Justin Credibles availed himself uh, tonight to answer your questions for the next 15 minutes or so uh, to start off the Legion of Raw. Before we get into questions, Justin, man, how are you, PJ? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been busy, thank God, thanks to the boss over there, Vince Russo, uh, doing the AEW review show for the Patreon for the brand. And, uh, you know, just doing many other things uh, outside of the wrestling business. So uh, things have been good. Things have been really good. Fantastic, man. So before we get into um, the, the, the questions, man, how in the world, like what was the rhyme and reason behind um, you being on the plane ride from hell, plane ride from hell? I know that you, you know, you're, you're on there, you're on the plane ride, you were wheeling Scott Hall. Um, who contacted you? How was that? How was the feeling to be a part of that? Really, very probably, probably the most controversial dark side in all three seasons, and it's it's been a it's been a buzzing topic, man. How how do you feel on the the the, the heels of yeah. that? I mean, it was very uh, out of out of the blue, quite frankly. Uh, the gentleman that produces the show, I think, executive produces the show, Evan. I, I his last name escapes me. But uh, he just uh, emailed me one day and was like, would you be interested in doing it? And I've, we, I mean, throughout the years, I've spoken about it on many, uh, you know, many interviews, shoot interviews, stuff like that. So to me, I was just like, it was been covered for many, you know what I mean? For many years. So I didn't think it was going to be as impactful as it was, um, I guess, seeing the whole side, even side of the story. I didn't really know. So, uh, you know, but yeah, it started out very... Um, you know, I didn't really think much of it. Well, well. And then, well, what about the the buzz that's come from it, man? Specifically with the the, the Ric Flair stuff and the Scott Hall stuff that you were, that you were a part of that that segment you were talking, you were a part of as well. I mean, it's you know, it's first of all, you got to keep it into context. I mean, twenty years. I mean, I, I don't remember. You know, uh, I mean a lot of things that happened 20 minutes ago. So it's a lot of it is just recall or 
at this point in my life, I think um, I just go by what I have said in the past, right? Because, you know, and somebody said, well, you know, Credible's kept his story um, all those years. And it's like, well, it's not that I kept the story. I really don't have much recall except little memories that I just remember because I've told the story. You know, because yeah. 20 years is a long time to remember something of that nature. So uh, it, it's a little weird, to be honest, to, to, to you know, when it gets magnified to this level. So, uh, yeah, it's, I didn't think it was going to be something that was taken as seriously. And I'm not saying it shouldn't have been. But, um, you know, I guess sometimes you don't really uh, put much thought into it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's all been a bit uh, a bit surreal, you know, and how heavy yeah. this, this episode has yeah. become. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into these questions, man. You ready? Sure. All right. Reggie was asking, uh, what do you think, what do you all think, you too, Vince, of Ric Flair's apology? We'll start with Justin. His apology? Yeah, he made an apology, uh, uh, I guess, following the uh, the episode about... Do you what know what happened? he said, I bro? Because, I, didn't, yeah, I, I didn't see it either, bro. I didn't I did not. I did not. It. I've heard uh, the Tommy Dreamer one. I have not heard the Ric Flair one. Yeah, there was a information I got with that. If uh, someone can send a link, or I think someone sent me some information, um, and I can read it. So we'll get back to that. If hey uh, PJ, can about. can I ask you a question? Go for it, man. About sure. this, about the plane ride from hell, bro. Like I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Like you know. Knowing about this and watching this, I want to ask you this, bro. Bro, in my opinion, this entire situation, I think it starts with the office. Bro, PJ, when you have an open bar, like, are you what 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 do you think is going to happen with an endless open bar so pj i want to ask you this question bro if there was a limited amount of liquor okay bro one cart guys and when you're through the cart that's it bro at the end of the day i'm just being honest with you pj and you can be honest with me bro if it's one cart once the liquor is gone it's gone bro the guys at that point are just going to get pilled up and get knocked out right right yeah so yeah. I mean, th- th- yeah. I just, I don't know what what the office was thinking by having endless liquor uh, over such a long fight. I mean, bro, in in, in you know, however, forty five thousand feet, like what what the hell do you think is going to happen? I'm going to speculate on this, and and this is again what I was telling, uh, what I was saying to Dr. Chris over there. I, I really don't remember. Somebody said to me afterwards, you guys were on the runway for a long time prior to the flight taking off, apparently suspect whatever they said, like six, seven hours. And I don't remember that. So I could see somebody thinking it's a good idea to let's keep the boys happy. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. bring in some, like, I, yeah. I don't know. Cause I didn't even recall being there on the runway that long. I didn't recall mm-hmm. that at all. So uh, that's maybe that was a catalyst for some of the behavior or I would have loved to have known who made that call though. That's a, that's I mean, a that's what I'm saying. I yeah, mean, bro, like one, you, yeah. you, you tell the boys free liquor, like, what do you think? I mean, yeah. there's not going to be a cap to that. They're going to, they're going to keep no, going to man. Going. I mean, come on, bro. Like really? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, here's the apology uh, from the Nature Boy. Let's see. This is through. This is via his Twitter. Every person that I've worked with has said uh, not to post a response, but I've never run. Uh, I've never run from past behaviors before. I'm not start going to start now. I want to clarify a few things. About four years ago, I gave ESPN full access to my life uh, for a thirty for thirty special. They covered. Taxes, financial issues, adultery, divorces, the passing of my child and drinking party at length. Roy Kampf, desperate to matter for another 15 minutes, did an interview about it this morning. When Roy's lips are moving, he's typically lying. But one part of what he said was the God's honest truth. I've never heard that he had forced someone to judge the genitals. Karf admitted everything with Rick was uh, that was construed as negative i tried to address him at 34 30 his drinking his flandering his adultery his money problems there's quite a bit but never at least in the people that i spoke to no one has ever brought up that he would force himself on someone on somebody allow my personal life and the lives of my wife and children to be turned upside down for one reason whether it's good or bad even the really bad the truth has to matter even in wrestling my issues have been well documented over my 40 year plus career. The impact of drinking too much, which nearly killed me five years ago, has been told time and time and time again. The reason Roy or anyone else for that matter never heard stories of me forcing myself on anyone is simple. It never happened. So that's not really an apology, but I guess that's his uh, that's his thoughts on what happened in the buzz to come. And I just, bro, I just yeah. not not for anything like PJ said, bro. It was twenty years ago. Number one, number two, bro. You're gonna remember from twenty years ago, drunk off your, you know what? Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna remember what yeah. you did and what you said, drunk that drunk out of your skull twenty years ago. I mean, my gosh, bro, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, PJ can't, yeah. you know, says he can only recall a few things that I, I don't know, bro. But you're right, Chris. That's really not well, an apology. It's, it's, it's not. But to be fair, and this particular trip, because it was uh, it was a different there was a, a different kind of buzz. Everybody was in a good uh, in good spirits. And I pers- I purposefully, because um, this was a flight that we got to choose kind of where we sat on the plane. It wasn't like tickets that were handed out. So, like, you know, first class is up front. I literally, I, I, I was baby, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this because I don't care. I was literally babysitting Scott Hall the whole trip. I made sure we sat to the front of the plane, and I put him on the window side from the beginning, not that he was incapacitated. I was just like, no, you stay here. Cause I wanted to get a good night's rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not an angel. Mm-hmm. I'm not a saint. At that time I did take pills. I did drink alcohol quite to abuse, but at that moment I knew kind of, this is not the time because the, there was something in the air, right? There was something, it was a very much of a party animal house, uh, you know, the movie, atmosphere going on and i kind of knew if i didn't want to get ribbed or my eyebrows shaved off or you know because i was still considered even though i'd been in the business for a long time still a younger one you know younger one of the boys i wanted to stay away from the action so i i sat kind of as much away from it as possible with scott because scott was 
in his own world. He just wanted to be left alone. So we sat in the front of the plane. I never even saw, and I said this, uh, you know, uh, to the guys at Darkside, I never even saw the Ric Flair incident, to be honest, and maybe that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, there was just that kind of thing happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reggie was asking, uh, coach said that Vince man wasn't on the plane. Is this true? Uh, there, there's two incidents that I think keep getting messed up again. This is time. It's around the same time. And I keep getting told there was another flight where, uh, he wanted to wrestle Kurt Angle and this was not the set flight. Which mm-hmm. I at, again at this point, I don't even know to be honest. Yeah. You know, and that's what yeah. we're that, we were getting at that a lot because you know if we're really going to be honest with one another, is it just recall of stories or is it actual? Did you see it? Right. I, I don't right. Right. You know, and that's a, that's not a cop out. I've always been very honest, but I I don't know. I know Vince was on the flight though. If I'm not mistaken, Vince was on this flight because all the office was, everybody was. It was a pay-per-view uh, on Saturday night from, we flew from Heathrow and we flew into New York uh, for Sunday because we had to be on Raw Monday. So that would be the travel schedule, uh, you know, heading into that. Uh, Derek is asking, is this a reflection of the wrestling business as a plane ride? Um, In some ways, yeah. It, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I, realistically, 20 years ago, it was in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, very, very interesting here. Um, why was Ric Flair not on the show? Not on what show? Yeah, dark Side. The pay-per-view? Uh, oh, Dark Side? I, I, yeah. I don't know. I can only spe- I can only speculate. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do you know Rick that well. one of you? At this point, I, I, it's such a touchy subject. I don't want to yeah. go into. Uh, yeah. No, seriously, I, I just because I don't know, and if I speculate something that's incorrect, I don't want to say something. Yeah. Say something, you know, that's going to get me in trouble because it's very for the sheets. Problem. You can't you can't speculate for the sheets, man. <laughs> They'll take a speculation. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's serious business, and you know, yeah. it's 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 a way, but real quick, it's a wake up call. You know, uh, of how serious this stuff can be, you know, because I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say too, too much. And I almost just did. I'm trying to walk a fine line here. But, uh, you know, you, you can get in trouble for saying stuff that at times is just, you know, maybe emotion based. And I'm not talking about anything else, but just, you know, to be sometimes want to protect people you love um, and you say the wrong things. So you got to stay away from that and just stick to facts. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, before you, uh, before you uh, leave us tonight, uh, first of all, thank you for availing yourself. But uh, you know, here's my thing, PJ. Um, you know, this was 20 years later, and 20 years uh, later, this sparked so much controversy. We've seen. I mean, so many people have known about this plane ride incident. You know, I would say that there's very a very small portion of people who know who knows about it after watching that dark side for the first time, you know, sure. why do you think that, you know, what's with, with the majority of the people already knowing this, why do you think it's still getting so much traction uh, from the stories that were compiled? I mean, people knew about the flare thing. People knew about the Scott Hall thing. 
people right. know about the Michael Hayes thing. Why is it still causing this much buzz and controversy 20 years later? Uh, I, I think because fans hold the WWE and its wrestlers to a higher standard. I really believe that. I think fans want to, uh, you know, hold them to, do you know what I mean? They're almost, we're supposed to worship, uh, not worship, that's a horrible word, but look up to these people as fanboys and girls, as I did when I was coming up. And, you know, we looked up to these performers, and I think it it sometimes hurts uh, the fans to see their their beloved uh, stars that they, cheered for getting into these situations although it's you know at times again no excuses i got to be very careful but you know it's a human sometimes humans mess up so i but i think it comes from a very raw you know we loved you how could you do this to us sort of thing i mean that's the only thing i could think um because I, I, one thing i can say is that fans love this business and the boys that and the girls love this business and sometimes things just go wrong and uh it you know and for so long this was kind of put on a back burner and never really discussed uh to this extent and uh, obviously there's wounds that never healed and it's probably something that should have been discussed you know a long time ago not wait 20 years where you know, this is all such a blur to everyone really involved, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of casualties of war in this. And I, you know, it's just uh, it's it's just crazy. I feel bad for everyone, especially that young lady that was in the, you know, because one thing I got to say, I never I never met the stewardess that did this, that was there that, you know, that it happened to. And uh, listening and watching for the first time was very comp- compelling and heartbreaking because that's what I said. Uh, and I believe in dark side. I was like, I've been married 23 years to my wife. Uh, and if that was my wife, I would have been heartbroken and concerned and worried for her, you know, and that's like, or my daughter, if that was my daughter, it's like, so you have those feelings. So it's all a bunch of, of emotions. And it's sometimes, you know, it just gets all messed up and you know what I mean? Yeah. I just wish yeah. we would have addressed yeah. this sooner when things would, you know, could have been probably resolved a lot better. Yeah. yeah. A couple more questions and uh, Vince, I'll ask them to you. Um, but Justin, it's been, it's been great, man. I appreciate you availing yourself. Um, I know course, one thing always. I try to, I try to bring, I'm a, I'm a psycho, I'm a psychotherapist. So I try to bring uh, calmness and peace and levity to very tense situations. Okay. Um, so thankfully, you know, you're not a part of the controversy when it comes to dark side. As a, as a matter of fact, Justin Credible is the, the saving grace of dark side. He's the one who's wheeling Scott Hall. And because you're the saving grace of dark side, Justin Credible, for every show that someone books you for, you have to add another two zeros because your stock has risen up the roof. You see, my hand isn't even in the frame right now. That's how much your stock has risen. So for, yeah. for bookers, if you want to book this guy down here, former ECW champion, just incredible, book him. And uh, hey, look, he's 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 his stock is up, man. So he's adding a couple more zeros. So now it's going to be six figures instead of uh, <laughs> instead of four, yeah. So. <laughs> well, you're making me blush. So thank you for your kindness. I really appreciate it. Honestly, thank you. My pleasure, man. I mean, well, give them all, give the, give them all that information, uh, uh, PJ, of where they could book you, where they can get a hold of you. Give them all that info, bro. Yep. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, please follow me on social media, at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, both at PJ Polacco. And uh, if you're interested in t-shirts, I have over 20 designs on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Just Incredible. And I have pre-orders on my brand new book that will be released in November. Go to AldoMontoya.com and you can pre-order your book, signed autographed copy, and an Aldo mask. Uh, 100 available at this moment. So go and get that and check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the Portuguese man of war. <laughs> he is. I'm blushing over here. Aldo Montoya, former ECW champion. Guys. Yes. One third of the triple threat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the, or the impact so players much. with Lance Storm, right? Weren't yeah. you a part of the triple threat impact too? Players. Or was it just, or were you never, you were no, never part of the No, I was. Nope, it was uh, Landstorm and myself. Uh, we were the Impact players, two-time oh, yeah, uh, World players. Tag Champions. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Yep. yeah that, to this day, I still think that's one of the best ECW tag team names in the history of the company. The Impact players. I think that's an amazing name. name. And it was a very interesting duo. Like, you're hardcore revitalizing your career after being the mass uh, wrestler in the WWE total overhaul wearing like you you made george you, like you made george cool before john cena you know what i mean that, i did. never forget but, that but <laughs> the real quick story behind that wasn't any uh brainstorm um i didn't i only had the aldo gear when i started working for paul and really quickly i said well you know i saw a couple of other guys like raven and some other folks in ecw wearing the jean shorts and I was like, well, just give me that and an ECW T-shirt, and I'll just put on the uniform and go, and go to work. And uh, that it just stuck because I didn't have any other gear because it was it had the transition happened so quickly. So that's yeah. how that stuck. It yeah. wasn't, you know. So that, yeah, that that's kind of funny. And the reason Lance Storm and I work real quickly, and I'll let you guys go. Uh, Lance actually, Lance actually trained me um, when I went to the Hart Brothers training camp uh, in Calgary in 1992. Lance was uh, my teacher under uh, Keith, Keith and Stu, not Stu, but Keith and uh, Bruce Hart. Bruce. Uh, so, Bruce. yeah, so Lance was the first person I'd ever actually worked with and trained with. That's why we kind of gelled so well as a team. Nice, nice. Do you have it's, any Singapore Kings left, PJ? Uh, I have a couple, yeah. Mel one to I me. I have a couple. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that's me. Appreciate it. Drop, drop, drop me a line, brother. I got a couple right here. <laughs> Sounds good, man. PJ, it's been a All pleasure, right, man. I appreciate Thank it. You, Thank bro. you. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. Yep. Thank yep. You, You're welcome. Vince. Then. How you doing, my man? All right. All right. That was, uh, that, was, that was fun, man. That was interesting. Lots of buzz going on with Dark Side of the Ring, my man. <laughs> it's it's a but it's a lot of buzz. Come on, Vince. This the uh, Doctor Chris, Vince. bro. This was the wrestling business during that time. Like sure. this, this is not this. This was every day. Yeah. Like you know, bro. I think like with with like, bro. I've used this term a lot. The wrestling bubble. Okay, and people in the wrestling business tend to live in the bubble, and their norm is not the world's 
norm. So perfect case in point, bro. When Flair's in that on that plane, exposing himself, showing that waitress his winky dink, that's Flair's norm. That that's the world Ric Flair lives in. But bro, when that comes face to face with the outside world, the stewardess, it's like, what what are you doing? What's going like it's like that's it's not normal behavior yeah. in the wrestling bubble, bro. That's normal behavior. I've talked about this wrestling bubble for years and years and years. Now, bro, listen, there's no doubt in my mind. Listen, I know Ric Flair. Bro, there's no doubt in my mind. And and the woman didn't say this. It's not like he forced himself on the woman or I don't even want to use those words. That's not what she said. He basically opened his robe up, you know, exposed himself to her. In the bubble, like that's what he did. And bro, it's like you heard Tommy Dreamer put it over. That's what he did in the bubble. But now all of a sudden, when that bubble collides with the real world and this stuff takes place, all of a sudden, you know, there is an issue. Bro, the stewardess said they refill that liquor cart three times. She had never done it. Twice, one. She says she never done it twice, and they had professional teams on the plane. That's the bubble, bro. That's total acceptable. Think about this. Think about this, Chris. You're the psychologist, bro. Would you would you want to get drunk out of your skull, drunk, forty five thousand feet in the air? Like, would you like think about that, Chris? Would you ever want to be drunk on an airplane? No. Think about that, bro. No. I mean, a day before your biggest show, which is raw, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I mean, talk about hangover city. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's, it's not good, man. Luke is asking, what are your thoughts on this? Cause I know, you know, I, I respect PJ's approach to this. He didn't, he didn't want to step a lot of toes, but. I know that you can get to the nitty gritty a little bit more as far as your opinions on things. Why do you think Tommy is getting so much slack, uh, but nothing on Flair or, or Scott Hall? Well, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, I think Flair is getting a lot of flack. He already lost that advertising deal. That's true. And, bro, I'm telling you right now, um, he was going to AEW. That ain't going to happen now. I, I really? mean, oh, I bro, come so. on. With, with, with Tony Khan, with, with what that rapper dude did, and then what Sammy Guevara and did, Nick remember Gage, that? right, right during a Donato's commercial. <laughs> There's a, there is a track record That's of, true. you know, Tony Khan may yeah. be a social justice warrior. We don't know. No way. He's so that cost him AEW wow. and that wow. cost him the advertising gig. So he paid for it big time, bro. I'm very surprised with Tommy dreamer. And I'll tell you why, Chris, I love Tommy. I love Tommy and Tommy has been in management in a lot of companies. Mm -hmm. Tommy understands politics. Tommy also understands the world that we're living in. My thing is, I I think Tommy's loyalty to Ric Flair 
was so great that he decided to to go out on the limb for flair. But Chris, you and I both know, bro, Tommy had to know with what he said, bro, they were going to drag him down the streets. Uh, he had to know that. So yeah. that's why, like, bro, ta- bro, there are a lot of wrestlers that are dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer is a very smart guy. He had to know what the reaction was going to be. But, bro, I think his loyalty was so strong for Ric Flair yeah. I, I, th- that he he put himself out there. And you have to be really, really careful about what you say because you've been on documentaries. I mean, they they get a, and I've been on it. I've been on video shoots and things like that. Yep. You say a whole bunch, yep. and they get a little bit of something that cause a little, uh, cause a lot of buzz. That's what Bro, they do. That's what I can tell do. you as a fact. When I did brawl for all for Dark Side of the Ring, they took a question they asked me and they put it with my answer to another question. Wow. It wasn't even my answer to that question. And bro, but that's what I'm saying. Tommy knows all this. Right. He he knows every trick in the yeah. book. You got to be very careful about that. Stuff. Oh my gosh, bro. You, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you put yourself in a no win situation, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, bro, my experience with Dark Side of the Ring was like, I was like, okay, bro, like there, there's no story here. This was a shoot boxing tournament like there's no what what there's no you know there's no conspiracy i said so that's why i did it yeah but what did they do bro they tried to turn that into a cornet vince russo angle that i had no idea they were going to take it in that direction but that's why the the gist of that dark side that you were on like I, i remember watching it and it was just like wait a minute like Wait, is this the brawl for all, or yeah. is this Russo right. versus Cornette? Like, right, exactly. what, am I, what am I watching here? But, bro, here's the problem, Chris, and I had a long talk today with uh, Stevie Richards and Ben Hameen. Here's the problem. Bro, you can't blame the dark side guys. Bro, they're in the television ratings game. They right. want a season four. Right. Like, so so they're gonna create this because they want they want to get paid on a season four. Yep. But the the boys who are supposed to be smarter than the rest of the world, they get trapped. Into doing a docket. What 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 did what did you expect was gonna come out of this, bro? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the, you don't have to go with numbers or anything like that, but do they pay you well to be on that on that? Topic? Oh yeah, no, bro. They 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 paid me. I mean, that's that that's yeah. always my first question. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, you know, what what's the compensation? Because I'm not doing this for free because you're right. making money. Right. So yeah, no, bro. They I'll I'll tell you flat out, they they came to my house. Uh, they spent a couple of, uh, of hours in my house and they paid me a grand. Nice. And, and and like I said, to me, it was like, it's the brawl for all. There's no, like something like this, bro. Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, and I've gone on the record saying this before, because that's why, you know, like, bro, this is the world and this is the bubble. 
Bro, at four different times, I've had four different females in the business tell me within the business they were raped, they were sexually abused, four different women. And, and, and I hear their story because I know, bro, keep in mind, man, a lot of them will, have been living with these stories for years. Yeah. And they want to tell somebody. And like I, a lot of times, I guess I'm the person they trust. But what it comes down to is they always ask my advice. And I'm like, this is your story. Right. And, and come on, Chris, you're a psychologist. And I'm like, if this is eating you up to this day, like that's not healthy. Mm-mm. And 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 I did not say, oh, you guys got to go drop names and go public with this and this, that, or the other thing. But I did tell them, you need help. Yeah. You need professional counseling. Because with these women, Chris, it was like it happened yesterday. And for some of the women, it was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And but but that's why like that's the business. Now, here's a good thing, Chris, and JR kind of hit on this at the end. I am not a fan of today's business, but you don't have these kind of athletes in today's business. Mm-hmm. This is a totally totally different business. Bro, guys back then weren't wrestling marks and weren't marks for themselves they were bouncers mm-hmm. or they were big guys or this ex-football guy, <laughs> this yeah. guy knew that guy you know kevin nash was the bouncer at a bar mm-hmm. ddp was a bouncer at a bar yeah. that's how these guys got into the business so for them you know th- you know they were you know they were athletic guys they weren't marks for themselves and they were making a lot of money I say today the marks have made it to the ring because today 90% of the the wrestlers, bro, all they care about is wrestling. They want to wrestle. They want to get a five-star match from Meltzer. They're playing video games. Oh, like seven stars now. Yes, this, this is a different animal today yeah. than what yeah. took place on that plane, and that's a good thing, bro. That is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it was a wrestler that I know. You know, he's been around for a while, and he was talking about a time when he went back to the WWE, and uh, he was like, "Man, before it was just like you know, y'all were there was a lot of things going around, the, you know, in the, in the locker rooms, if you know what I mean." Now it's just a bunch of people playing video games. And they're like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not used to this, you know. So yeah, that and is that's a good, a good thing. thing. Like that's it. a very, very, very good thing, bro. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, speaking of a good thing, uh, your thoughts, your your overall thoughts on Raw, man. Did you, did you think that it was a, uh, a, a an improvement from uh, the the Raws of, of before, man? Well, there's a hidden message here, Chris. This, the Doctor Chris. This is why you have me on this show, okay? Because this is the takeaway, bro. There's no question on my in my mind. This is on <laughs> the working aspect of people like Vince and people like Bruce and Hayes and Heyman. That working aspect is still there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because here's what happened tonight. All right. First of all, bro, I'm watching this show. And as soon as Reigns come, 
comes out, I'm like, oh, okay, bro, we're finally going to throw Raw a bone. Yep. I know for a fact USA Network is not happy. Uh, there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of discussions that have not been good, hmm. and I think WWE was blowing them off, blowing them off, blowing them off as much as they could. But it got to the point where okay, we need to throw them a bone. So Roman Reigns is the bone, okay. So now you got USA Network executives all excited and everything. We get Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. You know, like, okay, we finally got them. We finally got them to give in to us this and that. Bro, what's the final picture? The final picture of the show is SmackDown slaying (laughs) Raw. That's how they get over. That's how they get over on the USA Network. I was thinking the same thing. I'm telling you. I'm Fox. Take that, USA. That's exactly (laughs) what happened. And, bro, I guarantee you. So, so. USA Network gets run over by a truck, and they don't even know what hit them. They're still excited that Roman Reigns was on the show. Bro, they made it clear. The last picture you saw was SmackDown up, Raw flat on the ground. And, and, And I look at stuff like that, bro, and unless you know and understand the business, like that'll go right past you. But that's that's Vince Bruce. That's that mindset, bro, in a nutshell. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, guys. Well, listen, we're going to put reins on the show this week. Buh, 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 buh. Yep. They're giving each other <laughs> behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. And then we get that finish where SmackDown and Fox totally bury Raw in the USA Network. Yeah, and, and, to, and to make things worse, Roman won twice in one night. Right. He won the six man in the beginning and he won the triple threat at the end. So this was a Roman Reigns party here. Like it was it was all about Fox. So funny, man. bro. It's so f- <laughs> when when you know what's going on, it adds such a level to it that yeah. it's so entertaining. Yeah. But bro, he like I here's what I did not like, bro. See, like, okay, they they've gotta get to this six man. Okay. Bro, Biggie just wins the title last week. Yep. So this is what I don't like off the bat. So first of all, he comes out in New Day gear with the other New Day guys. So now he's one of three. Mm-hmm. And then, bro, be, be, they did it this way because they had to get to the six man. But the way that this should have been done is they go out to the ring together, Kofi and... uh uh woods put him over and then they leave and they give the ring and the spotlight that's the way you do it bro i know we gotta get to the six man bro you could have got to the six man the same way bro and as a matter of fact you could have got to the six way bro of let 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 biggie get his stuff out let biggie get his stuff out then basically, bro, just send Reigns and the Usos. Yeah. 
Send them. Let them talk their crap. Then send New Day back down. You've got to give this guy his moment in the sun. Bro, AEW made the same mistake with CM Punk. CM Punk's cutting up the very first promo in seven years. Oh, there's Sting and the other guy in the rafters. Like, (laughs) do we we not even know what a special moment is anymore, bro? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I'll be thinking, like, I watch wrestling nowadays, and I'm like, why is the production stepping on some people's pop so much? You know, I mean, it's like, what happened to moments? What happened to just organic moments? What happened to just giving someone an opportunity to really shine? The guy just won his first WWE championship last week. And now he's 50-50 again because he lost a match. And it's like, how are you building a wrestler who, again, you just won your title and the next week he lost fans. It's like, where's the buildup here? Where's where's the moments? Like, the fans are like, and that's the reason why I'm thinking in my head, like, if this was the Attitude Era around your era, it would be someone just winning a, a title and you you gotta stretch that thing out, man. You got you okay. gotta stretch and, and it out. Bro, the reason why you do that, Chris, is because as the writer, you know you're gonna get real emotion here. Yes, you're gonna get real emotion. He's his whole career is gonna run through his mind of everything he went through. They're gonna start the you deserve it chant. Yep. You're gonna get a real emotional moment. But, bro, we sacrificed that moment to get to a wrestling angle. They did the same thing yeah. with Punk. What, bro, emotion is the last thing you want to take out of wrestling yes. because it's so hard to come by. Yes. But Chris, you talk about the 50-50 booking. Bro, look, look, look at what they did. Okay, we end last week's show with Lashley losing. So now Lashley comes out in that first segment and he's an animal and he lays everybody out. So now we're even again. Yeah. Okay. We got to make Lashley strong again. Yeah. The show ends and Lashley's on his back again. Okay. So, oh, next week, uh, Lashley's got to be so we can make it even again. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, gee whiz, man. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. And, you know, people are saying Bobby Lassie lost, but, but Big E didn't. I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, that, that's, that, <laughs> that's just, that's just a technicality. Big E lost the match. I mean, the new day is he was a part of the team. He, right. he was on the losing team in the beginning of the show and he was in he was in the match. He did not win the match. He was 0-2 tonight. Technically, if you want to be technical, Big E was 0-2 tonight after winning the championship. So actually he's like 33-77. Technically, he's he won one out of three matches. So you know, he's at 33-66. Uh, uh he's not even 50-50. He's control, bro. It all comes down to control, control, yeah, control. That's what it is. Control. Yeah. And there was so much raw emotion last week, and to, I mean, like they're mm-hmm. in North Carolina. He doesn't have any ties to North. He's a he's a Floridian. He's from yep. Tampa, Florida. Yep. And if you have that type of raw emotion, I can tell if they were in Tampa, if they're like in his hometown, even in his home state. But he was in North Carolina. He didn't yep. have any ties to them. There was still real emotion. There was still you deserve a chance. 
to, to in North Carolina, you know, and it's like, okay, if you get that type of emotion, you got to stretch that, man. You got, you got to stretch that. We said it last week. He's in the, he's in the Drew McIntyre spot. Yeah. And six months from now, he's going to be in the Drew McIntyre spot. Like Drew's not even on this show. He wasn't even on the show today. That's going to be Big E six months from now. (sighs) Man. Uh, After that, we get, like we talked about the bloodline beating the New Day. Uh, Week after Big E wins the title, the first match of the show, he loses. His team loses. Uh, Bobby Lashley came. He cleaned house on everybody. Um, and, uh, but then he reacts, he rants to Pearson DeVille backstage about being in the, uh, triple threat or, or wanting both of them. Um, then we get, uh, Randy Orton and Riddle, a backstage segment there with the, with the headphones. Um, real quick here. I mean, wh- what's your take on Orton and Riddle as far as attacking? You know, I mean, bro, my, my take is <laughs> bro. Listen again, I am not a child. I'm sure the kids love Riddle. Uh, okay, I absolutely want. I'm sure Riddle's selling merch. I'm, I'm I, the snake on the board and all the. I, I get it, but my problem is, bro. I've seen every pre-tape a million times. Yeah. Like, and, and bro, that's not the only thing on this show we've seen a million times. I mean, this is, this is just reiteration over and over and over and over again. And again, bro, it's like. It's very hard to look at this show through our eyes when a lot of this stuff is being written for kids. Yeah. You know, and, and and bro, I'm sure when when he started singing Orton's song, kids are laughing at home and yeah. laughing with their dads and this and that and that's what they want. So I'm like, okay, you know, but you know, I'm interested to know uh the um what the demographic looks like of people who are under 18. Now the key demographic is the 18 to 49, but I'm interested to know how many people, you know, under 18 still watches raw because you said something really interesting. You said kids watching with their dads. Okay. Back in 1987, you know, 1991, 1994, that was the thing to do. Like you would, you would take your kid to uh, yeah. the 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 Dallas Sportatorium during World Class, you know, or 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 Global Championship Wrestling or Global Wrestling Federation, and you would take them to the Sportatorium, and you'll watch Eric Embry, and you'll watch uh, the Missing Link with Gary Hart, right? Uh, you'll watch uh, my, my my boy uh, Rod Price, you know. Hollywood John Tatum, uh, Tatum, uh, Vince Russo, you'll watch all of them, right? Nowadays, uh, I'm not sure that there's kids watching the show with their dads nowadays, it's, or it's a very small percentage. I have to believe with what they put on this show, the WWE believes that. They believe it, yeah. Yeah, I have I, to I, believe I, the I'll WWE uh, yeah. believes yeah. that. Dewdrop beats Eva Marie one more time, Vince. Bro. <laughs> that that's 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 your girl, man. I mean, Giants discussions. I mean, on, on Twitter. I mean, you know, fellow Giant fan. Uh, they built her so long, for so many weeks, 
And we called it weeks ago. We said that Eva Marie is going to be, she's going to be jobbing out in a very short time. And that's exactly what she's doing right now. Like, what's what's the end game to this, Vince? She beat I, her twice in a row. She pinned her two weeks in a row. Why do we care about this future? You know, bro, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this, Chris. I'm going to go to this. Chris, when we see the rocks and the Cena's and the Batistas and the success they've had in mainstream entertainment, Bro, there's no doubt in my mind that Eva Marie could not be a Marvel superhero. There's yeah. no no doubt. No Great. doubt in my mind. Action movie. She did something with Bruce Willis, Willis and action. No doubt in my mind because I watched clips online and she was good. Bro, I, I swear I, I'm, I'm almost thinking, does the WWE like start seeing this? And then bring her back in the fold mm -hmm. to literally knock her down a few more pegs. Wow. Because this is a fee, this could be a female superhero. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I said, I said this weeks ago, and I and I said, you know what? I wouldn't even mind if they booked her as a baby face. Like, you know, people are like, eh, I don't know. I said, look, I don't even mind if they book her as a babyface because if they do the heel thing again, it's going to get stale and they're going to job her out. I, I said that weeks ago. I said, like, during the vignettes, during, when they were doing the vignettes, I said they need to put her as a, I wouldn't mind if they booked her as a face because if we see, like, regardless of what they're doing, if she gets booked as a heel again, it's not going to have a, good, a long shelf life. And we're seeing that. It doesn't have a long shelf life. She's literally losing to do job. There's no, there's no build. There's no payoff. It's just an episode of Raw twice in a row, and they're not even built like like do job doesn't even feel. I mean, she's. I mean, when she was Piper Niven, you know, I mean, she was really good in the UK and things like that. But at the same time, like they're not even building do drop. No, like she's somebody. You know, what I mean, like she's all. not. She's not even being built up. And no. so it's making even me look even worse because at least like when someone's a really strong heel and they lose against a baby face, like they both get a rub because the heel has all that heat, which they, they built up, which is good. And then they gave it over to the baby face, the heels, you know, at the end of the day, the heel makes the baby face look good. The baby face gets the rub. That's pro wrestling run on one. But even Marie has been booked so poorly. She she knows how to get heat. She she knows how to draw heat, but she's been booked so poorly that it doesn't even make Dewdrop look good by beating her twice. In a row. It's a waste of time. The whole thing is a waste. Of, it, it's it's a eating up TV time, um, but nobody's getting over. No, no, nobody's no. getting over. Nobody's getting over at all. Um, we had Biggie demanding a match with Bobby Lashley. Uh, Roman Reigns backstage with Pierce and Deville. This leads to Orton and Styles. I mean, we've seen this match over and over and over again. Uh, it's like Orton beats AJ Styles. I mean, they're not even really building Styles and Omos as a legitimate tag team anymore. We're just seeing a bunch of singles matches. And why do we care about a tag team feud between these two if the babyface Orton is just cleanly beating Styles? I mean, it's just a just a clean win. That's all. That's it. So I don't even know. I mean, you know, you work with AJ uh, for 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 many many years, and so you know AJ very well. Like, if 
based on what you know about AJ, where do you think mentally he is right? I, now? I think mentally he is right now, bro, is because AJ's getting older. What's AJ? Mid forty? Is he? I think he's born in seventy six. Forty five. 45 mid fours. Yeah. He's born in 77. I yeah. I think he's at the point now, bro, where, you know, he's, you know, he's towards the end of his career, mid forties, mm -hmm. uh, get, he's getting paid very, very, very well. Yeah. And honestly, bro, I think that's all that really matters to AJ at this time that, you know what, bro, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, you know, I'm never, ever going to phone it in. I'm going to give him an AJ styles match that's every right. single time. But you know what? Wherever they want to put me on the call, whatever they want to do with me, man, to be making this type of money at this point in my career, I think he's probably happy with that. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I see people like AJ. It seems like Jeff Hardy feels like that too. You know, yeah. which is sad because it's like, man, we we've talked about this as far as like leaving legacies. Man, it's like, man, it's just there's yeah. just one of like. One day you just have to wake up and be like, man, they're, I mean, every single week they're just booking me like this, man. I got to put my foot down and, and say something here. You know what I mean? It's just my legacy is just being tarnished. And so, you know, AJ's getting paid well. He's still one of the best wrestlers in the world, still at 44 years old. Um, so, I mean, he's, I'd imagine he's in a decent spot. He's not tripping about that too much, but. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like they don't really have anything for AJ in the foreseeable future. I mean, like this this thing with Amos is getting real stale. Oh I mean, yeah, like, this this yeah. this it, this was another thing, bro, that went nowhere. It yeah, went. Nowhere. They put the belts on these guys and they lost them. What what, what a couple months later. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and the thing is, AJ. Here's the thing, AJ. He has the capacity to really put people over if he was i mean there's some there's some people that because of their name they can still give people a rub a little bit mm -hmm. aj styles he's a you know he's a shoe and hall of famer so he has the ability for his namesake alone to really give people a rub in a sense and aj though the the thing that i've noticed with aj and I, I'm, I'm sure this isn't aj's doing but aj like he hasn't really that must put like newer people over you know wwe hasn't really booked him to be like that like he he's put like roman over you know i mean and roman i mean you know <laughs> roman's roman he's put brock over uh he's put over um taker you know in that match at, at wrestlemania and orton a few times and so I mean, I think I think Riddle beat him maybe one one week but at the same time like that's my my, my very point is but uh, my me saying I think maybe Riddle beat him, that goes to show that they need to do a better job with making those moments memorable. When well, bro, they've, they've made the problem is, uh, Chris, they've made AJ not mean anything. Correct. He It doesn't mean anything if somebody beats him because they've made him not mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, eventually they make everybody not mean any, anything. Which is very sad. Which is, <laughs> that's not how we got to the dance here. Oh that's my God, bro. When, when, when I left the WWE and, and, and those guys that I started with, bro, when I left, 
they all meant more than when I started. I mean, no, we could go down the list to, from Triple H to to Mick to yeah. Austin to Crash the Holly. We've talked about Crash before, right? Yeah. From the time I started till the time I left, they meant a lot more. This, this is the complete opposite. They come in meaning something. Yeah. By the time WWE is done with them, they're they're just not special anymore. That's so true. When AJ came in, there was so much buzz when he yeah. came to the Royal Rumble. Yep. Like, I mean, yep. the place went bananas. Yeah. He was red hot in New Japan right before. He was still, he was, he was like really elevating ROH uh, at the time, uh, being when he was, when he was there too. And so away from WWE, he was like one of the hottest names in professional wrestling. And then when he first came, he was feeding with Roman and Jericho. And, you know, he was still making some, some headway. And and then like they just it was just kind of like a downward trajectory, you know, just a real slow decline as far as AJ stock. I mean, he won the title a few times and things like that. Um, his 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 feud with John Cena was a bit of a spark. I think that helped him on SmackDown. But and his Taker thing was good too. Taker wanted to work with AJ. That was a pretty cool story behind that. As far as I mean, AJ's. I mean, he he's one of the safest people in wrestling. He he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He'll protect you. He'll make you look good. That's what he did with Taker. He he has that ability. So it has nothing to do with AJ, as we both know. It's just like WWE is just not really making people like AJ Styles, who's a part of the backbone of WWE right now. They're, they're not making him look special. And, and they, they should make him look special. If if the point is to make newer stars, they, they, they have a whole NXT now for that goal. To, the whole NXT 2.0 is to make new stars if you want to do that in the main roster you got to start having those people like aj styles look good you know otherwise you'll just beat riddle and people will forget about it and i'm telling you chris what's what's playing into this too i think and we will never know until these guys are no longer and gals are no longer with the wwe bro i wonder how much this is playing into it as well who's vaxxed and who doesn't want to get vaxxed? Mm, You've got to ask yourself that question. How much is that playing into mm. what we're yeah. seeing? Very interesting. Uh, another match we don't care about. You ready? Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. What was this? This is this is this is Nia Jax for God knows how long, going all the way back to Lana. Yeah. was supposed to be this she-beast. She's shooting on Charlotte Flair yeah. two weeks ago, yeah. and now she's screaming like a child? Yeah. Like, what? I, so, wait, hold on. So, I'm, I'm, bro, as I'm watching this, I'm trying to understand how they're trying to make me feel. So I'm supposed to be feeling sympathy. Think of that. Think of how confusing this is, Chris. So now I'm supposed to be sympathy, feeling sympathy on the girl that put Lana through a table 18 times that shot on Charlotte. I'm supposed to feel sympathy for her. Meanwhile, Shayna Baszler is um, viciously breaking her arm, stomping on her arm. And then two seconds later, 
she's feeling bad yeah. about what like I, i'm i swear chris you're the psychologist i'm i'm watching this and i'm trying to figure out what emotion are you trying to get out of me whose side do you want me to be on why would that girl do all that if she's gonna feel bad about it three seconds chris that's part of writing Yes. When we're writing, we want you to feel this way about Austin and this way about Mick and this way. I don't yeah. know how you want me to feel here. Yeah, it, it's it, it closes the book. It, it doesn't make me want to read the next chapter. It's like if the, if I'm reading a book and I'm just like. I'm, I'm flipping through the pages and I'm just so confused, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm, yes, yes. I'm closing the yes, book, man. I'm like, yes, I'm yes. This. Bro, this is, I, bro, th th this happens to me so many times when I'll put a movie or something on Netflix and you lose me in the first five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. That's what this is. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to tell yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you have heel versus heel. No one likes either one of them. They've been beefing and one-upping each other. So this leads into some payoff match between two heels that no one likes or cares about. Once the the the, the big uh Naya, the big beast, she beast. I like I like that term that you said. She beast, she's like trouncing the MMA player, you know, the MMA, the ex-MMA fighter. That's how easy it was. I could just scoop you up real quick and put you in a Samoan drop. And the fans were just like, oh, I mean, okay. You know, and, and, and so the MMA fighter kicks the other bad gal. But she's a bad gal, too. And then she ends up choking out the real beastly bad gal. And then she continues to beat up the bad gal that people don't like. But she's a bad girl now, so I don't like her now. But she's crying at the end. Chris, I'm going to make the perfect scenario here, and I'm going to put over somebody else who's on Sports Kita. Bro, at TNA, during the growth of TNA, the pre-Bischoff pre and Hogan years, okay? Bro, I had my projects, like, with the girls. Like, the, the beautiful people was like a Vince Russo creation, mm -hmm. okay? However, Dutch had a great, like the women's division was Dutch's baby. Mm. Dutch had a great influence over, you know, Gail Kim and all those girls. Kong. Bingo. Bro, think about Dutch booked everything Kong did. Dutch did that. Nice. Think about Dutch booking Kong like you saw Naya. <laughs> Think about that. I can't imagine what Dutch is thinking watching Naya Jack. Could you imagine Kong? You got this killer. You got this killer. And then a year in, she's screaming like a third grader. Dutch had to be watching yeah, think about think about yeah, think point. about awesome Kong selling like that. Yeah, bro. that's a good point. Yeah. What the heck, man? <laughs> you know? You know, you you can't you can't unring that bell, Vince. Like no, no, no. Three years no. from now, four years from no. now, you can't unring that bell. You're gonna be thinking of screaming Nia Jax from now on. And bro, I'm gonna give you this too. You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this too. Yes. Get I think, Joey I think it's about time for that. Get like Joey in here. Okay, come on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Joey. Time out. Joey. 
bro, there's always that side of me like, okay, I'm looking at this and like, okay, this is the most ridiculous thing I'm seeing. So what's really going on here? Ah. Bro, you know what I took away from this that I felt what was really going on? What's that? I felt that Nia Jax did not like the arm and the selling and the this and the that. And you know what wrestlers usually do when they don't like something? Overemphasize. Oh, my. Yes. Like Michaels and Hogan. (laughs) Bro, she was doing this to the point where I'm like, okay, bro, now she's sticking it up the offices. You know what? I'm telling you, bro. She was squealing like a pig. I'm telling you, bro. That's what happened. I'm telling you, bro. That's what happened. She didn't like it. She let them know she didn't like it. They gave her the old, well, this is what Vince wants. Yeah. And she did it yeah. so over the top, bro. I'm telling you. You want me to put it over? I'll put it over. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, bro, that's how it works. And I think that's what happened here. And here's the thing. If I was Nia Jax and I was told that I had to do this, I'd do the same thing. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, bro, for that, that's right? the game. That's the game they play. So yeah. now, bro, here's what happens now. Now, you know, Bruce, they're sitting at the gorilla. Now they know yeah. she's one upping them. Yeah. So now they got to one up her next yeah. week. So I am. That's how this works, bro. Wow. <laughs> Petty City, ladies and gentlemen. Petty City. Um, another match we don't care about, Humberto Carrillo, who's now a heel. <laughs> it's just out of out of nowhere. There's 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 no rhyme, no reason, there's no build. All of a sudden. Hey, I got my cousin over here. So because my cousin, I just it's like it's like he just saw him in the back one day and he was just trying to go, he was a walker with Kata. Hey Angel, you work here? Yeah, I work yeah. here. Are you with a former team? Okay. Bro, sweet. what are the uh what are the uh, odds that uh of of Vega, uh what's her name? <laughs> Is going to be imagine them next week on the show. What are the odds of that happening, bro? What are the odds? It's very slim, but hey, do it, man. Vega's getting jobbed out every single week on SmackDown, man. Her her win loss record is terrible right now. So do it. I mean, I, Vega as a manager was much better than her. I mean, she she can go in the ring. She she yeah. can go in the ring, but yeah. the way that they're booking her is just terrible. So I'd rather see that than anything. But here's the thing, Vince Russo. I do not care about Humberto Carrillo. No, nobody Carrillo. does. Bro, this is. This it is a, it was a promo. They just every, gave me one promo and that was every single person watching this show went to Monday Night Football. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, no this doubt right about here. it. Especially no. this right here. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just and and the, like I'm all about presentation, Vince. Like it's like presentation matters to me. That's the reason why I'm an old school wrestling fan. When you hear again, when you when you hear the the glass shatter, you think of Austin you th- when you hear the gong, you think of Taker. When you hear Real American, you think of Hogan. When you hear Pomp and Circumstance, you think of Savage. Presentation. Yep. <laughs> Presentation matters, Vince. Absolutely, and so, bro. Carrillo and Garza comes out with to some generic <laughs> music <laughs> with some random purple tights and say oh we're cousins and somehow that presentation is supposed to say yeah care about us no you know i i look at like these four guys and, and this 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 used to be the question uh chris all the time 
And I am I am going to use a cuss word here, but it's not really a cuss word, but this is the imp- expression. Can they put asses in seats? Gotcha. Bro, could these four guys sell one ticket? <laughs> like, seriously, could they? Bro, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I would sell more tickets yeah, on yeah. WWE right now than all four of these guys combined. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it would come down to. Can these guys put asses in seats? Yeah, that's that was, what that ha- these four guys, bro. Who's buying a ticket to see any one of these guys? As a matter of fact, they're doing the reverse effect. They're taking butts out of seats. And they going are, to, bro. They're, and they're, taking, they're taking eyes off of television <laughs> sets to, to watch the football game. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yes, this was definitely a popcorn match for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just like again. I, I look at this stuff, and I'm like, I'm not about people losing jobs. I'm all for them. Like, all right, keep their job. Right, keep, right. You know, keep their, their job. Just, just use them better. Right. Like you have four good competitors. You have you have like if they're on the main roster, they're a commodity to the company in some way. Now, make something out of them. It doesn't make any sense to me with this. Bro, I, I don't everybody, care. bro, I would never, ever book a match where I thought somebody was going to change the channel. Bro, I remember one Raw, bro. I was so mad on one Raw because the match was Bradshaw and Goldust. And I'm like, this is a channel changer, bro. They ain't going to watch. Bro, and, and look, look, look what we're down to. I'm talking about Bradshaw and Goldust, two guys that will be Hall of Famers. That I said, no, bro, they're not gonna, they're not gonna care about this match. Yeah. Now look at what we got. Yeah, you, you got, you got the catering cousins, man. I mean, they're like they saw each other in catering. Catering cousins, hey, Umberto. Yeah. Hey, hey, you work? Yeah, I work, I've been here for a few. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. The catering yeah. cousins, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. There's the, like there, very there's, nice. There's a, new, there's a new gimmick. We went from the bouncies to the catering cousins of Vince Russo. So there we go. We make gimmicks into gimmick aid. So uh, hashtag catering cousins, everybody. So there's yes. that's another uh, exactly. <laughs> that's another catering gimmick. cousins. Yes. <laughs> uh, look, you listen, man. Do something like that, though. Like you know, what I mean, like I would be more intrigued. I would be more intrigued at some some spot in the back. That they saw each other in catering and said, "Hey, you work here." I, I, like I would pop for that, rather than some just random promo. Like I would care. I would care about the catering cousins. I would think that it was crazy, but I think I would care about. Oh, the I'll cousins go one step further. I'll go one step further. Catering cousins reminds me of there used to be a uh, Elvis a Presley tune called "Kissing Cousins." Okay, they could be the yeah. kissing. Everybody they greet in the back, they kiss on both yeah. sides of the cheek. Everybody, bro, no matter who it is, they go to catering, they kiss the caterer, they yeah. kiss the ring crew. No matter who it is, kissing cousins, <laughs> catering cousins, give us something, yeah. bro. <laughs> the kissing catering cousins. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Do it. Book it, Vince. Book it, Vince. Uh, we get a carried cross vignette, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, Derek is asking that we find a name for his fans. Uh, I got I got like one or two um, uh, suggestions. So give me give us more suggestions. Give us another week as far as what uh, y'all want to be called. Hashtag. Uh, y'all, y'all remember what the hashtag was. I don't, I don't remember. L-O-R gang. That's what it was. L-O-R gang. Hashtag L-O-R gang. Um, so hashtag that. <clears throat> Give us a name of what y'all want to be as far as uh, the the chat, the, the chat family. 
what do y'all want to be named? Uh, give us that throughout the week. And uh, I have to look at the other ones. Uh, there were some people uh, who had the hashtag. Uh, next we get uh, after the uh, catering, the kissing catering cousins, uh, we get a Karen Cross vignette. At least he wasn't backstage this time in a crate. Uh, yeah, maybe they, crate maybe challenge. they listened to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get <laughs> we get new women's tag champions, uh, Vince Russo. It, bro, this may be the biggest timeout since we've been doing the show. Okay, okay. okay bro. This okay, is this, this is your today. sports key to clip of the week. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Bro, let me explain something. Mm-hmm. I worked for these people. Yes. Nothing gets past me. Correct. <laughs> Nothing gets past me, okay? Bro, what's the talk of the wrestling world right now? Who did we just have on the show? Oh, yeah, 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 dark side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark side of of wrestling, the plane ride from hell, is the talk of the wrestling world. Yeah. What do they do? Bro, what do they do? Connor's cure. Yeah. They, bro, are you? I mean, bro, come on. Can we be any more blatantly obvious? Like, do, do, do you think we're some kind of morons, bro? They're getting ripped through the yeah. gutter with flair and the plate right from out, and everybody's talking about it. And the two baby faces come out and talk about Con. Oh, yeah. my God. God, bro. This match goes out to Connor's Cure. I mean, of course, we love bro. Connor's Cure. We love the the the. the no, that's that, this. This but has this nothing, has nothing to, do to do with that. With, bro, with please, please, it is so blatant, bro. Like, come on, bro. And I was looking at it. Like, do you do you think the real like forgot our lines? Because like, oh yeah, she was definitely did. Freedom, he did. Freedom to her. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, she definitely yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, she was looking over it like she was pretending like she was emotional about it and doing the sniff job. You know, like doing the like the sniff, yeah. You know, and and then Nikki was <laughs> she was feeding her the lines, man. And I was, you know, this this goes out. This goes out to Connor's cure. And I was thinking in my head like. Mm. Bro, it's it, it they're so they're so blatant. Like they they yeah. think people are just so stupid and naive, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then that's another thing we were talking about today on uh, on the show. And I do with Stevie and Ben. It's like, bro, how does Vince McMahon not address this? Yeah. You know, bro. He he here's a seventy six year old man. Okay, you've got Jr. All over this documentary, taking all the heat. Mm-hmm. Guess what, bro? It's not JR's company. Right. And JR took all the heat. Yeah. Bro, you got a 76 year old man now. Everybody's watching this, everybody's mm-hmm. seeing it, right? Bro, how do you not how do you not make a comment saying, you know what? Look looking back at that incident. I, as the owner of the company, I was embarrassed. 
Yeah. I made a lot of mistakes that yeah. night. A lot of those things should have never happened. It's on me. Yeah. We learned from that and moved on. But see, bro, th- their mentality is people are going to watch this, make a big deal out of it, and and three days from now it'll be something else, and they'll just sweep this under the rug and forget yeah. about it. Yeah. But I'm like, how do you not? How do you not address that show? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's just something that the you know, Vince is just going to really have to get to the point where he just take ownership. You know, what I mean, and quit having scapegoats so much. You know, what I mean, like now yeah. Nick Khan's a scapegoat as far as the ratings. Bro, I'm concerned. telling you, I think that you know they contacted me about this Netflix. Netflix documentary on Vince that they want me to be in. Mm-hmm. And um bro, I I just have a feeling that it's 76 years old. This is the piece that's gonna make him look like the biggest baby face on the planet. Wow. I really, really, really believe that. And it's like, you know, bro, listen, I, I said it, Chris, when PJ was on the show, bro. When you're making the call to have endless alcohol, at, at that point, you're responsible. Yeah. And I, I understand what PJ's saying, bro. The boys are on the runway. They we've we've got to do. I understand. I see all that happening. Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, like you've got to take ownership of that and say exactly what PJ said, bro. We were on the runway for eight hours. We wanted to keep the boys happy. Yeah. Perhaps we made a bad call. Yeah. Well, that's all you have to yeah. say. Yeah. Yep. And people and, and people respect people who takes ownership. You yes. Know what I mean? and yes. So, good and, or bad. You know? Right. Exactly. And bro, like, like, bro, we all make mistakes. Hundred percent. I mean, every everybody makes mistakes. There's not, bro. You've got to make mistakes to grow and learn. So, you know, looking back in hindsight and then saying, you know what, bro, maybe it wasn't such a good idea to have an open bar. Yeah. Why can't you just say that? Yeah, exactly. He's Vince McMahon. That's why you can't say that. Uh, He don't even like people to sneeze. So how can you know he's perfect? You know, crazy. Next Bro, week, uh, did she ahead. do? I did. I, I, I fast forward through this entire match. So I got to <laughs> ask you, did she do the discus punch gimmick? You know, I was thinking about you, and I didn't see it because I, I I skipped through a lot of the match too because I, I knew they were going to win. I'm just wondering if she saw the sports media yeah. clip and yeah, thought, so, yeah, you uh, know, maybe I need to take that on my. Uh, for those who are uh, looking in the chat, did she do the discus uh, clothesline? Yes, uh, I need I was, to know I was that. Thinking yes. about that, but I was like, you know what? They've booked Natalia and Tamina so poorly, like oh, as cha- like they have been the worst tag team champions. Period in the past decade. They lose every match that they're in. Like they lost to them multiple times. They lost to Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, who's not even on SmackDown as far as the matches anymore. They lost to them three times. They barely came up from NXT. Like their first matches from NXT, they beat them. They still didn't get a title match. They Dana Brooke, the bounties went up them. And now Rhea and, and Nikki's uh they, they were beating them consecutive times. They I don't know what they had against Natalia and Tamina, but their run has been one of the worst title runs in the history of WWE. It's been it's been just atrocious. Yeah. Uh next we have uh Alexis Playground with the Charlotte Flair gimmick. Um 
This segment wasn't too bad to me. Uh, it was it was okay to me. Um, you know, Flair was getting the heat. Alexa was, you know, she was she was getting a little bit of uh, steam there. As far to as me, this is what I felt though, Chris. I I honestly felt this way, bro. In in my view and my opinion, something had to go short. She did not do it this week. You see, Coach, call me Coach Coach Russo for the rest of the show. <laughs> Bro, something had to go short because this segment went on forever. Bro, this was way, way too long. So I'm thinking something earlier had to go short and they had to fill time. That's what I that's what I took away. I wonder if it was that Connor segment because Rhea lost her lines. (laughs) (laughs) Uh we get Jeff Hart. We get the 24-7 segment. I mean, I just uh I've I, I got nothing on this, man. Uh, <clears throat> Hardy beats Sheamus. So, uh, so he, uh, because Sheamus lost, Hardy be a part of the uh, triple. Th- uh, he'll be a part of the U.S. title match. He'll be a triple threat match. And as much as I don't care about this feud, I just don't care about Sheamus versus uh, Priest. Uh, the U.S. title picture has been – I haven't been interested for a long time. Hardy in there, it makes it – not it, it doesn't make it worse, but it doesn't make it too much better. Um, like for me, I'll be there at the pay per view, and like this match, I just I'll probably go get some some yeah. some. I'm I'm, j- I'm just happy that they're doing something with him, you know, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm glad he's know, in the match. I'm yeah, glad I he's in the match. That. Yep, I was th- yeah. I was thinking that too. Was uh, at least I knew that he was going to win. Like they they wouldn't just have this stipulation for Jeff Hardy not to win. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, I wouldn't even be mad if he won the title, to be, to be honest with you, because it's like, I like Priest, but I just, there's just something, there's an intangible about Priest that just doesn't click with me uh, nowadays. Uh, when he was at NXT, it worked well. And when he was Punish, Punishment Martinez and, the, and, and ROH worked well for me. But he, I, I even liked his angle with... Um, Bad Bunny. I think that that was a good way to use celebrity. But this has been something about how they've booked him that just really hasn't clicked with me. And Sheamus, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Sheamus is a solid, stable person in WWE. I just don't know what it is about Sheamus that just, I don't know. It just doesn't, I don't, I don't click with Sheamus. He just feels so just bland. I mean, well, bro, how long has he been there? Uh, Oh eight, oh nine, somewhere around there. I mean, yeah, that's a long 13 years. That's a long time, bro. Yeah. But it's just been the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And that's the thing about Damian Priest, bro. I've got nothing against Damian Priest. I think he's got a good look. I like his look, bro. If you told me to tell you one thing about him, I don't, I don't know what I would tell you. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about him. Correct. I, and that's not I, his fault. I, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's character development. Correct. I don't know. He looks cool, but I yeah. don't know anything about him. Yeah, I agree. He looks cool. You know, yeah. But, yeah. I don't I don't know. What, what am I buying into here? Yeah. Um, uh, Seamus and uh, Priest have a, a, a post-match uh, brawl that <laughs> goes off the air. Uh, so we talked about the main event. I mean, what are your thoughts uh, on the main event? Uh, total um, uh, before we get off the air, uh, Reigns wins, which 
you know, there's a few things that I liked. The match overall was was a it was a very um, lively match. The yeah, no, I, I, th- bro, I thought it I was a very it. good match. Yeah. The yeah. the match had my interest. I mean, yeah. I I I thought the match was well put together. Yeah, I, it was a little predictable, but I thought it was. I enjoyed the match. Yeah, no, no question about that. But again, my only takeaway was it was like, okay, bro, we beat Lashley last week. We open up the show with Lashley to get his heat back because we beat him last week. So now that he's got his heat back, we could beat him again. And then next week we'll build this heat. That That's the only thing that I, I, I took away from this. You know what made it even worse, Vince, is that you have the top two names of Raw, of USA. Who are the top two names who represents USA now? Big E and Bobby Lashley, the current champion and the previous champion. Those are the two faces of USA right now, right? Yep. Yep. Roman Reigns, he beats both of them in the same match. And so it just again, Petty City, I can see, like you said, you you've been there, so you would know you would make a pretty educated judgment on this. I can see, you know, the the exact I can see uh Pritchard and Vince and all. Okay, so yeah, okay, USA will give you Roman Reigns, but he'll win twice and he'll stand. Above oh yeah, but you see, but USA. they won't, they won't, they won't tell them that part. Right, right, right. Of course, of and they're gonna, they're gonna see that part. And bro, that's the thing. It's like at the end of the night, they're so excited that they got Roman Reigns, they're not even gonna realize right. what the WWE yeah. did. They're not, they're they're not even going to realize it. If they see a ratings pop, they're not. I'm gonna, oh man, wow, yeah, let's keep this going. You know what I mean? And then, and then Roman Reigns will beat him next week in a handicap match, and they're like, oh wow, there's more ratings coming. And bro, it's the way they did it too. I mean, they blatantly did it. SmackDown up, yeah, Raw yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, that's that was that was the the that was the shot. Yeah, that was it. And I didn't I didn't like that. I, I didn't like that because the person that was down was the champion, the person who won the title last week. I, like I would rather I, I'd rather neither of them because they're the, like last he's getting the Drew treatment now with consecutive losses and starting to gradually decline as far as the stock is concerned. But I would rather it to be if I had to choose one, I'd rather for it to be lastly. I wouldn't have even done that, period. I would have just had Reigns do his thing without the Raw superstars in the ring. But if you had to choose one, I would I would have done Lashley rather than Big E. You, you got to protect Big E. You, we talked about this before uh, on Running with Russo. Like, with Big E, he's already coming in from a 50-50 type of career. Like, you have to do everything in your power to protect Big E at this point because – you have to not only make him feel bigger than the 50-50 career that they've presented him, but you have to make us, you know, sink in and stay interested. You have the the, the crowd in the palm of your hands with the you deserve a chance and big E chance. Like the crowd is helping you here. Like, like they're doing your job for you as far as getting him out of that 50-50 state. But what do you do with the head start that you have from the crowd? You put him right back to that 50-50 state. That's just poor booking to me. 
Chris, the show goes off the air last week with Big E winning the title, and there was good energy. Yeah. Bro, this show needs to be his celebration. Yes. That's it's the following week, bro. Bro, I remember, I can remember vividly when Austin won the title. And, you know, Vince called him to the ring the following week and he had the tie. Remember, like he was going to be, he was going to fall in line. No, bro, that was Austin's night. Like, that's the celebration because the last, you know, the last two minutes of uh, of Raw, Big E wins last week. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we've got to stop and celebrate this victory. It's his night. That's not what this was. No, it wasn't. And I was thinking in my head, like, does this cue Goldberg's music to come out and he does something? Or uh, since it didn't happen, somehow they're going to have to fit Goldberg in between now and next month. So does he come out for Extreme Rules as far as, like, uh, Lastly's thing, when when Lastly was doing his thing, does that cue Goldberg's music? And then they're trying to do Finn, you know, and Roman. Did that cue Finn's music? Like, we really didn't get any, like, type of angles from this. We just got popping a rating or attempting to pop a rating for USA, give, throwing them a bone, and at the end of the day, Roman's on top. He's, well, bro, he's think, on top. Think about what you just said, Chris, which I did not even realize until you said it, okay? I think it was two weeks ago where we saw the Goldberg interview where he was going to he was going to rip out uh Bobby Lashley's heart or something Minnesota, right yeah. and that's going to Saudi Arabia right yep so bro Lashley loses the next 2 weeks in a row yep. and they never even use Goldberg yep. to be the out yep. of why he lo- wow i didn't even i didn't even realize that bro yep Yep, and so it's like uh, Saudi. They they play to the baby faces. They, I mean, that's that's what they do at Saudi. And so I, I don't see Lashley winning against Goldberg. And so again, like you you have somebody here with Lashley, and you like he's a downward trajectory because of how you you're booking his character. Like you said, character development make us care. Otherwise, it's going to continue to go down. Like you're you're having all these competitors like i told you before the whole minions thing like like before the bad guy you know in in, in typical you know uh video games or 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 comic show or comic books or or any type of new movies or or television you have like a bunch of minions coming into uh fight in front of the big bad guy first of all and so you keep fighting through like you you know this like the batman thing you know i mean like like you, you do a batman show so you have a bunch of people running and before you get to the big bad guy, a bunch of people running in, in, in before. Like Raw and Pro Wrestling feels like all are the minions. Like there's no like big bad guy in the back because there's nobody who's been built like just a large in life big bad guy. Everybody's just within the minion land. You know, it just everybody feels the same. So I, I just and I just really think it's like, man, like. Is it the creative? Is it is it just the lack of uh, of character development? What are the reasons why people don't feel large in life, Vince? Bro, I'm like, it's like I'm just like I'm 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 sitting here like as you're talking, and I'm like, 
bro, whatever happened to like the guy under the ring? Yeah. Like what 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 if all of a sudden you, we've got this three way and all of a sudden, bro, Lashley's on the outside and we see him get drug under the ring yeah. and rolled out a bloody mess. Yeah. And then it's the Goldberg. Like, what happened to stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, I don't know what 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 you you gotta, bro. You've got to put all these pieces together. Mm-hmm. This is a guy. This is Big Bad Goldberg. Think about it, bro. Put this in its proper context. Big Big Bo Goldberg. Two weeks ago, what did he say? He's gonna do yeah, rip his heart out or rip his heart? heart. Yeah, heart or soul. Or whatever, okay. Yeah. Well, where have you been the last two weeks? Yeah. Well, like, what, what, what exactly are you waiting for to do this? So, what's happening is you're not covering Goldberg. So yeah. now, well, I guess Goldberg is full of you know what. Yeah, he's a yeah. lot of talk. He's a lot yeah. of talk in a badge, but he ain't doing nothing. And if someone, I have two sons. Like, if someone speared my son, yes. I'm not gonna like wait a few weeks to no. like get retribution. No, you're, you're gonna you know go. I mean? You're gonna. Bro, you know where you're going to go? You're going to go to the guy's job. Yes. You're going to go to the guy's job. <laughs> yes. That's that's what I'm saying, bro. And that, yeah. that answers your question. Yeah. Nobody's being protected, bro. So now what does Goldberg look like? He looks like he's supposed to be the baby face, yeah. and he's the guy talking the good game yeah. and not doing anything. Nothing. I, bro, I told you on this show before, like, you know, Bret Hart was the one that taught me every promo Bret cut. When he knew he was doing the job, he never said he was going to win. When he knew he was going over, he would guarantee victory. So this is Goldberg making a statement and he's not delivering it. Yeah. Yikes. Well, one thing we do know that is total, total delivery is channel attitude. So Vince Russo, let them know about channel. Yeah, attitude. well, we are, Chris. We uh, It's in the beta stages, so it keeps getting pulled back into beta when we put it out there and test it and back into beta. So we're not fully up yet, but I'm hoping by this time next week I'll be able to give all the details and we'll be, uh, we'll be good to go. Nice. Uh, and, and in the meantime find you at in the in the meantime i would just i would just go to my patreon just go to patreon.com uh forward slash russo t w c that's where you can go now nice nice russo it's always a pleasure um you know great chat tonight big shout out to just incredible pj polanco for opening the show talk about some dark side of the ring plane rifle from hell episode this is the legion of raw He's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone, ladies and gentlemen. And until next week, oh, what a rush. Have a good night.